0: Welcome to the Bluff First Podcast. We pray that this message will encourage and enrich your life. For more information, please visit us on the web at blufffirst.com. So when I was young, when I was a young warthog. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. I can't sing, but I tried. So never again. But uh, when I was younger, I had a lot of confidence, okay? A lot more confidence in, than what I just did with my singing voice. But I had a lot of confidence. Um, believe it or not, I know I look like I'm really, really fast at running, uh, but I thought I was the fastest person, okay? I really did. I believed it. Like, if you lined up with me, I'd be like, all right, going down. I'm going to beat you, right? Like, and then I realized how slow I really was. Um, my son thinks, is he in here? He thinks he's fast, we don't have a chance. No one in our family will be fast at running, okay? Um, that's just not gonna happen. We don't have those genes. We have tall genes. But, anyways, longer genes, 36 inch seam, never mind. Um, but uh, so I always thought I was faster than people, and then I, I wasn't. Uh, the last time I was fast was in third grade. I ran a mile in seven minutes and 14 seconds. How I remember that, I don't know, but I was third fastest in my class, and that's what I remember. The list was outside the gym wall. I saw it, I'm like, boom. I'm fast, and never again. It just went downhill from there. God said, all right, you had your moment. Um, But then I got my driver's license, okay? I got my driver's license uh, later, and I thought my truck was the fastest truck. I thought my truck was gonna be able to be faster than anybody and go farther than anybody, right? I tried to fix it up to make it look nicer than everybody else's. Like, I thought my truck was fast, and then I realized it was just a truck, and it wasn't a sports car, and it definitely didn't beat my cousin's souped-up fancy sports truck. Right, I'm, like, I'm going to beat him. No, Max, your truck is not going to beat his truck. Your truck is not fast, right? And then I always thought, I still do, so most of the time, think that my team is going to win. Okay, now I'm a Cubs fan, so we've lost a lot, a lot. Right, I was bragging the other day, like, well, who had the last World Series between the Cubs and Cardinals? I was like, that was just like five, six years ago. They're like, yeah, how many between then? And I was like... It was like 108 years between us winning championships, right? So, like, I always think my team's gonna win, right? I think the Cubs, the Colts, and the Pacers, like, we're gonna win. The Pacers, I don't, I, that, I'm giving up on them. But, like, confidence, right? Little League, right? I'm not gonna lose this game. And then I lost and I was devastated, right? Little League basketball, I thought I was gonna win, I lost. Like, all these things. Like, I thought my team was gonna win. I had the confidence. Then, I, as I got even older, I thought, you know, I got the confidence, I'm gonna get the girl. I'm gonna get the girl, and then I did. I got her, and, uh, but that's because God gave her to me, and God said, Max, you need something good because you are not, and so he gave her to me because I needed something good in my life. Um, and then another one, right? I really thought, really thought, have you guys ever been, ever been confident in yourself? Listen, this was, this was a good one. I really, really thought I would never lose my hair. Okay, I had cousins that I would uh, laugh at and joke with, like, oh, you're losing your hair, you're balding, you know, all this stuff. And my family has this saying we say called laughing is catching. Like if you laugh long enough, it's gonna catch up with you, right? Like what you're laughing about. And well, laughing is catching, right? As I got older and older, my aunts would start saying that to me and I'd like start talking less and less and now I don't have hair. So that's all right, right? Like I made this choice. I just, some, I'm, I just was sick of living in the river, the Nile, Denial, and I just shaved my head. So, anyways, but I remember one specific time I had so much confidence, so much confidence. Uh, I was at Central Bible College, and uh, I went down to Z's because my girlfriend, Keisha, now my wife, was running the, uh, the coffee shop there. And so I went down there to see her. One of our professors, uh, Dr. Um, Dr. Jenkins was sitting at this table doing card tricks, right, with some of the students. And so as he's, as he's there, I'm, I'm standing behind everybody kind of drinking my coffee and watching everybody and stuff, you know, and he's like, hey, Max, come on, sit down. I was like, all right, and I, he was one of my favorite professors. He taught music. I'm terrible at music. I can't sing, but he loved sports, and his son was a really good quarterback at his high school, so that's all he wanted to talk about was sports, and so I just asked him about sports, and now we're not talking about music, right? And like, bang, there it is. I can pass this class now, okay? Okay, and so anyway, so we're sitting there and we're talking and uh, he gets the cards out and he, he says, all right, pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card, right? So I pick a card out and uh, he's like, all right, all right. And now she shuffled and he's like, put, put, put it back in there. I was like, all right. He's like, now I'm gonna flip over cards and the, the, next one, the last one I flip over is gonna be your card. And I'm like, Psh, okay, right? And so he's flipping all these cards, flipping all these cards. He's like, all right, this one's gonna be yours. Well, I know it wasn't gonna be mine because he already flipped my card over right? Like my nine of spades was already on the table, right? It was already there. And so he goes, all right, this is going to be it. So he flips it and it wasn't my card. And boy, my confidence and my ego went through the roof, through the roof. He's like, all right, all right, all right. Let's try this one more time. Pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card, right? And so I, I picked a card out. And <clears throat> Actually, the second time it was a nine of spades. And so picked it out, and he's turning over, he's turning over all these cards, right? And, uh, and he lays down my nine of spades. And he goes, okay. And he stops. This is where I should have been. I should have known better. He stops, and he says, hey, what do you want to bet that the next card I flip over is your card? And just like anybody else in this room, I said, oh. Pulled out my truck keys, slammed them on the table, said, I bet my truck. And he goes, they start laughing. Oh, my friends are like, Max just bet his truck on this card game, right? At a Bible college. And I was like, what? So, you see, we can place our confidence in so many things so many things. Growing up, I I would place it so much in myself. And here Paul talks in in Philippians chapter 3 more about this. Let's go ahead and take a look at this. We're going to be in the second half of verse 3. It says, we rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort, though I could have confidence in my own effort if anyone could. Paul's saying, listen, if you want to be confident, I can be more confident, okay? Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more Oh, you think your truck's faster? Mine's fastest, right? Like, even more, right? Verse five I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I'm a pure blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew, if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fail, without fault. But the beginning of verse seven, look, it says, I once thought that these things were valuable. Paul says, My my confidence used to be in these things. My confidence used to be in, in who I was and where I came from and what I was doing. I think there comes a day in our life when we we realize that what we thought we had, who we thought we were, and how good we think we are comes to reality. It all comes to reality, and we find ourselves broken. We find ourselves in need of change. Everyone say change. What we've done, who we've been, what we're doing, it's just not enough. So many things in this life will leave us discontent and still looking for peace. We put stock in our accomplishments, right? What, what we've accomplished in life. Maybe we accomplished something great at work, and it's like, oh man, like I, I don't know any, anything else. I'm not confident in anything else, but I know I can do my job well right? Maybe we put confidence in education or our degrees, right? Well, I don't know about anything else, but I, I hold this degree. I hold this certification. And so that's where my confidence comes into play. Maybe it's a possession, something we own, right? Something we own, we have. It's like, you know, I don't know about anything else in this world, but this, my, my house, my, my boat, my vehicle, my, my fast truck, you know what I'm saying? What it is I have, that's where I put my confidence. That's where my, my hope is at. Maybe in a position, right? You love your job so much. It's not even that this is the job you do. That's who you are. And you're like, oh, I put so much stock into this. I put so much confidence into my job and, and what it is that I work and what I do. All, all of my confidence is that. It's in my performance. It's, it's how much more can I make. It's, it's what next ladder I can climb. It's, it's what, uh, what, what, what degree, what certification to help me get a pay raise, to help me get a promotion in my workplace about my performance. Maybe it's how good I am. Well, I'm just a good person, and that's what I put my confidence in. right? I like people. I'm nice. I'll help people. I put my confidence in that. Yet at the end of the day, at the end of the day, all of that will fade. All of it will fade. You see, Paul says, I once thought these things were valuable. I once thought they were valuable. You see, these aren't all bad things, but when our confidence becomes so entangled into things and here on earth, We lose sight of what's real. We lose sight of what lasts. Paul says, I once thought these things were valuable. You see, something changed in Paul. For him to say, I once thought this way, that means now I think a different way. So something changed. He said, I no longer think these things are the most important. They are not what, uh, what uh, make me identify in this world. They're not what gives me purpose. That's not it anymore. Something changed in Paul. So my question to you is, what? What needs to change in you? Does something need to change? Are you putting stock in, in your job and, and so much confidence in that as your identity? And then you realize For what? For what purpose? What gain? I'm still searching for peace. I'm still searching for something in life. You see, what changed in Paul was that his confidence was now found in Jesus. Jesus was now Paul's confidence. It wasn't in what he had. It wasn't in who he was. It wasn't his accomplishment, how smart he could be, how good he could be. It was now in Jesus Christ. The second half of verse seven, we'll read, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness, Through obeying the law, rather, I become righteous through faith, everyone say faith. faith, in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Verse twelve. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. Paul's not saying, "Listen, I know I used to focus on these things." I'm not saying now that I'm made perfect and and that I'm complete. I'm complete. Um, hold on, wait a minute. He's complete in Jesus. Okay, we're complete in Jesus. He's not. He's not saying like now I'm perfect. No, 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 no. There's still things in my life I need to work on. But that picks up. I press on to possess that perfection which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers sisters, I have not achieved it. You will never achieve it. You will never achieve it in your job, in your life, in your marriage, okay? You won't achieve it. Whatever it is, you will not achieve it. You're not going to be perfect. The world's not going to be perfect, but this is, this is something we can hold on to. Paul says, "I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through through Christ Jesus, is calling us." You see, Paul was saying, "I was wrong. I was wrong." He's saying all these things: my name, my bloodline right who who I was born from the family heritage right where I was working and retired from what I owned my house my possessions all of these things guess what I put all my stock all my confidence in these things and I was the best I had it all, I was respected, I had the house, I had the, the, the uh, education, I had the family history, I was the right person, I did all the right things, I abided by the strictest way of living, and guess what? It was worthless. It's like me thinking, my truck's faster, right? It's like, it like, no, that was worthless, it wasn't worth anything, it wasn't worth our thoughts and our time. You see, when our confidence is in Jesus, it gives us life. And it gives our life so much. Our confidence must be in Jesus. There's a man named Tom Brady. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's won a couple Super Bowls. He's married to a supermodel. He has a super house and a super lot of money. right? He's a super guy. No? Okay. I tried. Anyways. He said it, it was in a, um, an interview years ago, and they were talking to him, and he said, "You know, even though I have all these things, I'm still searching." And this man who, you know when we look at earthly standards, right, being able to provide for our family and be happy in marriage and happy at work and, and all these things, right? Be known, have success, this man still is looking for something. He's looking for something. And I promise you, without Jesus, you will still search too. Without your confidence being found in Jesus Christ, you will never be happy, you'll never be complete, you'll never be at peace. All the things that you desire to have, they're not gonna really fulfill you. It only comes through Jesus. You see, when our confidence is in Jesus, it gives our life purpose, gives our life purpose. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You see, God's God created a plan for your life. He really has. Like truly, he has a plan for your life. And when you choose him, when you put your confidence in him, he begins to help you do the good things that you were called to do because apart from him, we aren't good. Apart from Jesus, we are not good. Our best days are nothing without Jesus. Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Look at this. There are plans for good and not for disaster. See, that's purpose right there. It's a good purpose, not to hurt you, not to damage you, not to bring you down, but to, to excel you and make you better, to give you a future and a hope is what the end of this verse says. Some of you are like, I don't know about my future. I have questions. Or I feel so hopeless. I still feel so broken. Listen, putting your confidence in Jesus changes everything. Because now it's not how hard you have to work; it's trusting Him to work for you. Jesus has to be our confidence. First Peter two nine. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation. God's very own possession. Listen, God's not going to treat what he owns terribly. He's not going to treat you like trash. He's going to take care of you no matter where you go or what you do. He's got you. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For He called you. There it is again. Out of the darkness into His wonderful light. It's no longer living in the darkness of what can I consume and what can what was I? What was my the glory days? How good can I be? What are the things that can make me happy? No, that's darkness. Light is with Jesus. Light is having our confidence in Jesus. So that's we, as we're with Jesus, and because and see, Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. Placing our our confidence in Jesus. Jesus says, God, you have me. God, you got my back. God, I know that when I w- walk into work, I know I'm gonna feel that anxiety. I'm gonna feel that stress and that pressure, but Lord, I'm gonna give it to you and you're gonna help me. It's not gonna be me. I need a whole lot of Jesus, right? He's, Jesus is gonna help us when we go into those places. It's Memorial Weekend. You're gonna be with family. Some of y'all have been praying a lot. <laughs> Jesus can be your confidence to help you in those moments. It's a a purpose. When our confidence in Jesus, it gives our life purpose. And there's no greater purpose here on earth than following Jesus and being with Jesus and telling other people about Jesus. Right? Putting our confidence in him brings us purpose in life. We have a reason to live. The careers you have, the retirement, the house, things relationships that you think you have to live with. I can't live without this relationship, this friend, whatever, even though it's damaging to me, even though I'm trying to put too much into that. Listen, it's about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. When our confidence is in Jesus, it gives our life promise. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. You see, it says will. They will, right? Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Some of you have come in here and you feel so weak. You feel so down and hopeless. You got to put your trust in Jesus. Say, okay, Jesus, I'm tired but you're going to help me. God, it says in your word right here, Isaiah 40:31. those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. God, I need new strength right now. I love praying scripture. I love when I, when I find a scripture and I'm like, Oh, I need that. I just say, God, give me this. But those who trust in the Lord, God, help me to trust in you because Lord, I need your new strength and I need help to trust you. God, increase my faith for this. Help me, Lord, to do this. Right? It says they will run and not grow weary. Woo, I need that one. Okay, I need that one. The fast-paced life, chasing some kids and working, helping, provide for my family, trying to do what God's called me to do. I need that. I know none of you do, but I need it. Right? I get tired. Right? I know that I, we need help, right? They will walk and not faint. We won't grow tired, right? Scripture says, don't grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time, you will receive a harvest. Listen, Jesus is saying, I'm with you. Stop worrying, stop complaining, stop comparing. Come on, I think that's a big one. I think we look into all this stuff to try to say, this is gonna satisfy me, this is what's gonna help my life. So and so got this, so and so got that. Ooh, I didn't even know that existed. Come on, TikTok. Now, other than recipes, okay, come on, recipes are good. Isaiah 41.10, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. Jesus is saying, listen, no matter what, I am with you. I am with you. You're not alone. Some of you walked in here and you feel so alone and hopeless. Listen, you're not alone. You're not. When you put your, your confidence in Jesus, you're not alone. You're not by yourself in your workplace. You're not by yourself in your marriage. You're not by yourself raising your kids. You're not alone. He says, I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Notice that because sometimes I feel like we walk through life and and, and we're putting our confidence in Jesus or doing our very best and we feel like we let God down. But the reality is we don't hold him up. It says it right here in Scripture. I will hold you up. But not only is he going to hold us up, it says his victorious right hand. So whatever it is you feel like is bringing you down, he's saying, I'm giving you victory over it. You have victory over it. You've already won. I have your back. I'm with you. I'm going to raise that hand because you have conquered the thing in your life. Like You have freedom. It's because you put confidence in Jesus. Isaiah 43:2. when you go through deep waters... Some of you have gone through some deep waters in life. Some of you are at a place, you have things going on in your family, your, your personal life at work. It's like it's deep. It's heavy. Maybe there's a loss. Maybe some depression or anxiety has, has filled your life or overcome your home. Maybe there's a transition that's happening and you're really struggling with. Listen, when you go through deep waters, Jesus is saying, listen, I know it's gonna happen when you go through the deep waters. He says this, I will be with you. You're not gonna go alone. I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, he knew. He knew that you're gonna go through challenges. I'm gonna go through difficulties. He knew that. He says, you will not drown. You will not drown. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to I'm going to swim with you. I'm going to help you. When Peter got out of that boat and walked towards Jesus, Jesus walked back to the boat with Peter. He didn't say, Peter, go back to the boat. He walked with him back to the boat. Jesus is going to walk with you through those storms and through those trials. But when you put our confidence in Jesus, he's there. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. How in the world can you go through a difficult thing and not be consumed and not be burned up by fire? It's because Jesus is your confidence, and Jesus is going to walk with you right through those fires, right through those difficulties, right through those hard times. He's not going to leave you. We have to put our confidence in him. 1 Thessalonians 5.24, God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Amen? Let me read that again. For he who calls you is faithful. So many scriptures we've read this morning talks about God calling us, right? Jesus calling you. And that's what's happening right now. The tug on your heart, the thoughts in your mind. Jesus is pulling on your heart. He's pulling on, he's calling you to relationship with him. He says, I wanna be your confidence. I wanna be the one you lean on. I wanna be there for you. Will you let me? Will you let me? Now, I'm not naive. I know, like I said, difficulties happen. And the enemy does not want you to put your confidence in Jesus. He wants to take that from you. John 10.10 says that the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But look at this. Jesus says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. See, if the devil can't steal something, he'll try to distract us. If he can't take something from you, he's going to get you distracted, right? Make us busy to put our confidence in something else. I think sometimes we can become such a distracted people and we maybe focus on Jesus one second then we're, it's off of Jesus or we never focus on Jesus. We focus on everything but Jesus. And then he's there. He's like, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm here. Like, I'm, I've never left. I'm right here. You know, he's like, here I am. We're like, nope, I'm going to do this, I'm going to buy that, I'm going to go here, I'm going to do that. All these things are going to make me happy. No, it's not. Jesus, Jesus is our confidence. right? If the devil can't kill or destroy us, oftentimes he'll try to discourage us right? Lose our confidence, lose the, the things that we've been building up in Christ to lose it. And we get discouraged because guess what? Something happened and we're promised that bad things are going to happen, right? And then something finally happened. And now we're discouraged. We're distraught. I don't know what to do with life. I've been there this past fall. Um, this past fall, I, I was really struggling, really struggling. And, um, I remember a conversation with Keisha, she said, Max, she said, cause I, I went to her and I was crying and I said, I, I said, I, don't, I, just, I, don't, I hate feeling this way, honey. Like I'm just struggling so much and I just, I know I have a good life, I know I'm blessed, I know there's so many great things going on, but why do I feel this way? And she said, Max, if it was just 2020, that'd be different, but you've been struggling like this for years. I said, I know. I said, I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. I'm sick and tired of struggling with, you know, just sadness for no reason. And she's like, well, you know, if you're willing to do something, let's talk to a doctor. So, all right. So I went to my doctor and I talked with him and I went there, I was crying. It, It was a really big moment for me, you know, but he helped me so much to realize, listen, you had some, you know, chemical imbalances. Like, we can fix this. And so, um got classified as depression and you know that's not something I'm I'm proud of at all uh, it's not a, who wants to be depressed right who wants someone to look across from you and say hey you're struggling with depression and so I always thought it was always going to be called anxiety right I was okay with that one right like anxious uh, you know too much energy drinks whatever um, but depression that's heavy that's a big deal and so for years, I fought this, and I fought this, the, the feelings, I fought the thoughts, and I finally said, all right, God, there's nothing else I can possibly do, right? And I think what the hardest part for me was, it's, you know, I'm a Christian, I follow Jesus, you know, I'm a husband, I'm a father, and I'm a pastor, it's like, this is failure for me, like, I'm staring failure in the face right now, I look in the mirror, I'm like, Max, you're depressed, Max, you're a failure, that's what I felt like and I'm doing good now, right? But like in the moment, in the transitioning of that, it's like, oh, this is tough, this is hard. But the reality is I'm an imperfect body, right? Like I'm imperfect and there are challenges and there are struggles. And Jesus said that he'll walk with us through these things, amen? He'll walk with us through them. And so I I thought I could pray enough. I thought I could read the Bible enough. I thought I could trust God enough, and trust me, I did all those things. I'm still doing those things. I'm still praying, I'm still reading the Bible, I'm still, still trusting God. Okay, none of that has changed for me, but my chemicals inside my body have been balanced out. Right? I thank God for the medicine I was able to, to get on and to help me, to, can, to really receive healing in my body. But for years, the enemy was like, no, you're gonna give up, you're weak. That's what failures do. That, that's not what Christians do. That's not what pastors do, right? I heard those thoughts and those voices for years, and, and I was like, no, I can pray more. No, God help me. God help me. And before I got to this moment where I got on medication, I felt like the Lord tell me, like, Max, is your struggle worth helping one person? I said, yes, it is. Now, I never knew what, the, I thought, like, okay, you're gonna heal me. Great, I can help somebody else. Like, it, it came in a different way. You see, even though we walk through these things, even though you may have to go to the doctor and you're gonna find out your body's not perfect, you're gonna find out like you can't handle something. Now you're, you know, I've been to a counselor. I've had struggles. I've gone to a counselor and talked about what was going on in my life. Listen, you're gonna make some of those decisions and Jesus is still your confidence. Jesus is still your confidence. Jesus can still be your confidence. Don't let the enemy try to come in and discourage you and steal something from you that's not his. Because you are a son and daughter of the king. You are worth it. He says, I walk with you. I've called you. And he knows we live in a broken world. I'm so thankful that God's never given up on me. I'm so thankful that God can be my confidence in difficulties when I'm so broken and and my flesh is really showing through and I'm scared, right? Or I'm feeling anxious or depression kicks in. I'm so thankful that Jesus can be my confidence in those moments. That when I get anxious, I can pray. When I get anxious, I can open up God's word. When I get anxious, I can, I can get out some, uh, some worship music and I can praise God and worship him. And guess what? He's always there. Bringing God's presence into where we're at is so important. And when we choose to do that, we're saying that Jesus is my confidence. You see, this is the greatest reality I can leave Bluff First with. Okay, Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. He's enough to cover your past, your failures, uh, all your mistakes, the things that you thought were so valuable and you thought was so important, right? Your pride, how fast you thought your truck was. Jesus can cover all of that. Jesus is enough. And not just enough for that in this moment, but for your future. Some of you are like, God, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. God, this is what I'm doing. God, I don't know. Guess what? He's enough. He's enough. He's going to cover you. He's going to be with you. He's our confidence. He's the reason we can move forward in life. He's the reason we continue to have life. And when we invite him to be the Lord of our life, Jesus completes us. You'll never be complete with a person here on earth. You'll never be complete with a, with a project or uh, any other P word, right? Like you can never be complete without Jesus. He's our protection. He's our comforter. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our strength. He's, uh, He sees you. You know, Jesus sees you and He knows you by name. He's our, He's everlasting. Jesus is enough. He's our Savior. He's our Redeemer. He's our, our salvation. Jesus is love. You can't love other people without loving Jesus because Jesus is love. Jesus is our confidence. My question for you is, do you need to make a change? Have you been putting your confidence in things that have not been Jesus and that are still bringing you back to the same spot, broken and hopeless and sad? you need to make a change that day at school at the college I, I was so confident i threw my keys down right woo! i'm gonna win this i'm gonna show everybody my professor laughed my friends laughed and i stared that guy down i'm like come on flip the card and then my card was sitting right there and he went like all right i'm gonna flip the card okay i'm gonna he said i'm gonna flip the card I said, "All right, flip it." And he reaches over and he flips my nine of spades up. He flips it up. You see, we need to know that Jesus is in control and He's not trying to trick us. Even though this was a magic trick or whatever, really just a, a dad trick, honestly. I pick a card. I got your card, <laughs> right? Like bet my truck on it and I lost, right? I lost. But here's reality: when it comes to putting your confidence in Jesus. Okay, putting your hope in him, the savior of the world. Okay, he's not trying to trick you. I promise you this. I promise you he's not trying to trick you. And listen, your life is, you've been dealt a lot of things in your life. Every single one of us. You've been dealt with with thoughts that I'm not good enough, right? I wasn't wanted. Will they ever accept me? What, what's retirement going to be like? What's, my, what's that doctor visit going to result in? You've been, you've been dealt a lot of different cards, but you can trust Jesus with the whole deck. Your, your confidence can be in Jesus, and you can trust him with every single one of them. Every single one of them. Let's stand. You can trust Him with the hand you've been dealt. Listen, you may not have asked for the things that have happened in your life, but you can ask God to care for them. You may not have asked for the things that has happened in your life or happened to you, but you can ask God to take care of those things. You can. Will you put your confidence in Him? Will you put your confidence in Him? This morning, we're gonna have some leaders come to the front, and we're gonna pray. And I I truly believe that a, a... When God's speaking to us spiritually, there needs to be a physical action. And this morning, this is a a simple physical action. We can walk forward and pray, whether by yourself or with a leader. Leaders, you can come forward. I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna pray. And if you want to pray, no matter what's going on in your life, maybe it's been depression, maybe it's been something else, right? Fill in the blank for you. Don't leave here today without Jesus being your confidence. Let's let's get our confidence back in Jesus and put it back in right where it's supposed to be. And we don't have to put it in things that's gonna die out and not last. Let's keep our confidence in Jesus. God, thank you so much, Lord, that you're there. God, that you walk with us through difficult times. Lord, through deep waters, through fire, through the, the great things as well, Lord, the mountaintops. But Lord, in these moments, these difficult moments, we need you. Help us to choose to put our confidence in you. Keep keep putting our confidence in you in those moments, God. Lord, I pray for freedom to happen in this place, Lord, that as we pursue you, Jesus, and as we put our confidence in you, Lord, as we release those things to you, freedom comes into our life. We ask this in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For questions, prayer requests, and more information, please visit us on the web at blowthirst.com.